You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to Refrigerated Diaries, coming to you live from the Podcast Detroit studio right here in the wonderful Detroit Shipping Co. We are live and direct with Lafuki and Divine Providence. There we go. I like that. <laughs> I was waiting for that jump in. <laughs> that gap. Yeah. So Lafuki and Divine Providence, we're going to have a little music playing for them in a little bit here. And then we also got my co-host Chris Connections here. What's good, you guys? All right. So... We're going to talk a little bit about the music you guys do. We're going to go into a little bit about uh, your connection with food and music and just in general talk about what you think is going on with the city here. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Yeah, so for the people at home, tell us like what type of music you guys have. Um, we had a dif- we have a difficulty in actually defining the kind of music mm-hmm. we play. Uh, initially we said jazz and then we said Afro jazz and then we're at the Afro point spirit jazz. Right, right, right now we're at the Afro point Afro spirit you world fusion and jazz I like to okay. look at it Afro as, spirit uh, though that, you know, what, yeah you know okay one Afro spirit is nice on YouTube though. we just talk about YouTube <laughs> just, just roll with that one <laughs> on YouTube uh, there was a concert with Miles Davis before he went on I think it was the Isles of Right and asked him, they asked him uh, what what she was she would say about your music she said call it whatever you want Mm. And he he didn't like the word jazz himself. And the more I um, investigate uh, the origins of jazz, a lot of jazz musicians didn't like the word jazz. So I reflect that on myself. I was like, well, what are we then? You know, I like it for spirit. Yeah, Miles Davis would say yeah. social music, and it's a very spiritual um, um, journey. You know, Something that Miles, moves you. Yeah, so it's like just limited to just one name, and plus it has a lot of connotations of. Um, you know, we didn't name it. You guys named it, you know, so. I think that's funny, though, because I think, like, the same thing kind of happened with funk. Like, they yeah. was just mm. doing rock. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. that's not rock. Yeah. That's funk. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. when did that happen? But, well, you know, um, <laughs> before rock and roll was called rock and roll, rock and roll was a term used by the blues players, mm-hmm. which means to have, actually to have sex. And I didn't know that. Yeah, and the media didn't want to say that because they would say it's it sounds like too black. You can't say rock and roll. Uh, um, so it, before it was just called blues, right? So blues was rock and roll, but it was okay. a term that was used with the blues musicians, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it got adapted into what we know now as rock and roll. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so what pulls you on in the music in the first place? Uh, for both of us, actually, it was a means of. Um, Healing, healing, very mm. therapeutic. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. You know, you you feel bad. What you do? You put on a record. You feel good. Mm-hmm. I just happened mm-hmm. to pick up a guitar and just you know kept going at it. And it was a song, with, uh, uh, Santana, Europa. Oh. I must have played that song yeah. every day times. for two months. I like Black Magic Woman. Uh, either Santana's one of Santana's a beast. Yeah. Any yeah. one of them. He's, he's coming to town soon. He's coming to town. He's going to be with Earth, Earth and, and Fire. fire. And I'm like, well, well, oh, when is yes. this? Yeah, in, in August. In August. August what? I can't remember. It's coming man. Up. I think it's early. The August. tickets are so high, man. I'm like, I guess we're getting the lawn seats. You know, <laughs> it's sixty dollars for the lawn. We're like, yeah, yeah. I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll, you know, bring an umbrella and some blankets, and I might have to do that. Yeah, 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 definitely healing. Yeah, but yeah, it was a song that uh, Europa really put me on the path as far as discovery and with sound and spirituality and history, knowing yourself. 
and from there it went to John McGoffin, it went to John Coltrane, with the Miles Davis. And then you start, you know, when you start reading this about these guys, you really learn about your history because this is social music. Mm. You know, this wasn't just something that was related to money. This was music that was relating to what was happening right. at that time, you know. But it's not just entertainment. Yeah, it and it started to make sense. Like, wow, this is deep, you know. Um, I never looked at it like that. Yeah, I mean, the civil rights had music, mm. you know. Yeah. It, it just makes sense, you know. So what type of experience do you guys provide then? Because listen to the name with that <laughs> oh, Afro man. spirit. Yeah. it's Well, you know, the essence of our music is def- definitely Afrocentric. It, it has to have the the, um, the congas, the djembe, the okay. drum. It all starts from that. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and um, actually, um, that had, uh, as a Santana fan, uh, he emphasizes the um, the Afro yeah. central theme of his music, of his music, mm-hmm. you know, and that got me to discover. It's like, wow, this is, you know, I had no idea. You know, we we know Black Magic Army is a beautiful song, and mm-hmm. all those songs he made like in, in the um, early and mid seventies, but the uh, historical and the um, social commentary of it, we forget about it because mm-hmm. the song is so good. It, it's it's forever, right? You know, it's yeah. well. I mean, coming up, I'm just looking through YouTube and I find a, a song that I love. Oh, so man. I have no yeah. basis for where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No contents. You know, no it's content. it's like you know, it's a beautiful song. But what was what was going on with the with them at the time? What's going on with Miles Davis? What was why was John Coltrane sound so angry? Because oh, you know what, I'm glad you're talking about that because that's an excellent segue. Let me do a segue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was that was slick. Was that yeah. was a real slick right there. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, you you're talking about the challenges, right? Like, what kind of challenges have you guys faced uh, in the music industry? And uh, for people who want to perform, uh, what type of challenges can they expect to see? Well, I would say um, the most challenging thing um, dealing with like other venues and things like that that put us on is understanding what we're trying to do. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. When we first started off, they give us, you know, some shows, things like that. Um, I don't think they knew what to expect from us because we were very like eclectic, you know, we're um, multi-generational, multi-religious, you know, we have black, white, Indian, young, old. So coming on stage, they don't know what to expect. But when we play, they were like, oh, okay, I get it. You guys should have been put in a different, you know, different slot, you know. <laughs> um, so that's been um, not necessarily a struggle, but people trying to define us. And then, but the blessings of that, once they find out what we are about, once they mm-hmm. hear us, they understand what we're trying to do, right. you know. Um, and I would say for artists that are coming up, be true to yourself, you know. And know and, your worth, because a lot of times definitely. venues want to take advantage of artists or it's just there's not this level of respect that oh you know it's just music you don't need to be paid that much or it's just this or it's just the door and i think as artists for us to have a level of respect for ourselves like no this is our worth this is how much blood sweat and tears have gone into this work and this Mm -hmm. is spiritual work and it's sacred work and it's it's not just entertainment i'm not just Mm -hmm. here to like appease you because you're bored on a Friday night you know there's yeah. there's more to it like yeah of course you want to have a good time it's it's going to bring joy yeah. but having that deeper connection to music and what it means it sounds like a lot of that is trying to make sure you can push and find your own lane without going to commercial mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's yeah. You know. That, that is a huge challenge. Looking at the history of music, that's the, the that's the struggle. You know, that's the struggle of being authentic to yourself and not necessarily uh, following what's going on. Because we all are complicated people and we all have something to bring to the table. And we all can bring something that's original. Uh, of course, it would sound like the music that is today somewhat, you know, but I'm like, I'm trying to bring back the congas i'm trying to bring back all that so so you see us mm-hmm. perform it'll bring you back to those concerts you see on youtube mm. that when they had the full band yeah. jamming and the people are yeah. just you know lost. engulfed in sound just lost you know yeah putting their hands up yeah <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave it like yeah, just so, like it just left church let me, or something let me yeah. find the lighter <laughs> so, when come, so, so, so when we come to listen to your music uh, should we bring a couple or do you like bring your boys I would bring them all bring because them all. Yeah. Exactly. We're, trying to, we're trying to hit bring everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Well, you got to separate them like that. <laughs> everybody. Some people bring their babies. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, we're, we're bring a family man. It's the two of us and our son plays drums. So yeah. It's like okay. the whole family yeah. is up there. I like that. Yeah. How old's your son? 18. He just started uh, Henry Ford right now. He's a drummer and he's kicking butt. So, you know, you got people coming up to him saying, hey, man, I wish I played like you when I was 18. You know, he so he made the um, he was on the first album. He was 16 years old. That's him that you're going to hear. Um, but he just, you know, picked up the sticks growing, yeah. and just, you know, and my duty as a father, if I see something good in him, I'm going to keep wanting, you know, push him and give him encouragement and give him the opportunities and things like that. But he's just, you know, I, he doesn't even know how good he is. What age did he start at? Oh, eight? At about like eight years old. Eight? Okay. Yeah. So it was from a friend. I think I know somebody who might be in luck then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, chill. Hey, I, but I didn't pick up the guitar until 10 years ago. Uh, so I, I, I would say. You got, but, it, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would tell everybody that, you know, it's There's never no too late. There's no age. You, you There's no whenever. age. Yeah. You know, oh. you, you got these um, old jazz players that they, they play till they die. The Rolling Stones, they still they still playing, That's you know. True, yeah. And you can pick up you can pick up something if you really want to learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Definitely. So, uh, can you give us some hints as to what to expect uh, when you guys all come to perform at Young Village? Oh man, a lot of different things Ooh. happening. Um, it'll be us. It'll be Lufuki and Divine Providence, but it'll be different iterations of the of the collective. So we're we're sort of like a ten piece collective, but we have. Sometimes it's four people, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's all ten, depending on, you know. So you'll see different variations of of members and then also different collaborating artists from the city who are going to be jamming with us. Prepare to hear, at times, a horn section. Mm -hmm. Prepare sometimes, most definitely, to hear a percussion session. When When I mean by percussion sessions, I'm talking about a drummer and three other percussions. Mm -hmm. So, um... And sometimes there would be um, um, some symphonic sounds. Sometimes it might be a string quartet. So those are the kind of elements I like to bring inside um, my music. And sometimes there would be some Indian music. We might have an, Ind- an Indian uh, musician there. Okay. You know, because uh, there are some, certain projects that are coming up that uh, you'll hear about in the future. Um, you know, we're going to collaborate with this um, international Indian musician. And um, we're gonna create some yeah. just, for, just fusion. Yeah. Think fusion. Yeah, think fusion. Yeah. And and it's the the uh, real sense of the word fusion. You know, yeah. all right. It can mean anything. What's up? 
Yeah. I like that. So we're going to take a quick break, and uh, while we're on break, we're going to uh, get a little preview of your music. Stay tuned, listen up, and then when we come back, we'll break into what you guys think about Detroit, absolutely Detroit's music scene, and uh, what you guys keep in your refrigerators. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we come back on Refrigerated Diaries.
I swear every time I hear that song, I fall in love with the lyrics that you put down, the, the amazing uh, accompaniment of musical instruments, and uh, it's just just That's very cool. yeah, it's, just, it's rich, you. right? Like, don't it sound like I want to hear that on on the vinyl, like right off the <laughs> right off the wax? <laughs> I love the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah, you just close your eyes and mm. just ride to yeah. it and kind of just sway to the music. Yeah. It's a different yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. No, Thank for, you. for sure. That. Appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're back with uh, Lafuki and Divine. Providence. Yes. Better the time. Better the second time around. <laughs> Two seconds of silence. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm your host along with Chris Connections. We got Ellen. <laughs> One day. Well, I know. Why? I, I, I didn't have the mic on. I was. Yeah. So um, let's let's jump back into it. We we're talking yes. a little about uh, food and everything. Um, one of the things that we always talk about are most awkward food experiences and uh, most excellent food experiences, mm. uh, along with what's in your refrigerator. We're going to show you guys some pictures of the refrigerator. Check the newsletter. Nice. You're not on it. Uh, get on it. You can do that on yumvillage.com or refrigeratorddiaries.com. Um, but let's hear it. Uh, no names. So no name dropping. You know, okay. <laughs> Don't call out the name. Just uh, say where you were at. And uh, it's an excellent food experience or an awkward food experience. Huh. Most horrible. Most horrible. <laughs> or, or the best. I would say I, can't, I, can't pin, I cannot pinpoint a, a horrible experience. <clears throat> Maybe something that I made years ago, but I can't remember what it was. Plus, I don't cook that much anyway, so Tazine can attest yeah, we, to that. We know, but we know that. We, 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 we know. We have the Everybody blessings. Knows. We have the blessings of knowing a lot of people that love to cook. That's what's up. Um, just this last week, and so we have a um, a monthly like meditation session at our house, which is uh, which has a meditation, meditation section, and then a potluck, and then a jam session. But all the time, you know, just bound for someone to come with something very original and just out of this world. Mm. I mean, it's just every time doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. Uh, whether it's Sri Lankan food, Pakistani food, I mean, just plus it, a jam session, man. Plus, plus a jam, jam session. session. So, that sounds like yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. It's and, the uh, best of all worlds. And, you get. And last year we had a um, we had a um, um, at our house we hold events. Surprise. Um, <laughs> it was a conscious, was it called conscious eating or was it called? It was mindful eating. Mindful eating. Yeah. Mindful so eating. we were fasting. It was Ramadan and things Start like that, right? So we um, had people fasting and they come. We had some special dishes. It's a uh, Sri Lankan family and they make yeah. these small bites of just really amazing food. Yeah. And then they explained all the flavors yeah. and everything and, that and went And the history it. of it, how it, it became that way and things like that. So you're not only eating good food, but you're being mindful of what you're eating. So these are kind of people I'm hanging around with. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like testing different stuff and just enjoying it. You know, I would say my best experience is always at my mom's house. Definitely. Always. She (laughs) goat curry at my mom's house. It doesn't get better with Save better than curry. that. <laughs> go curry, let's go. Go curry, yeah. and then let's you do go. a fried yeah. egg, and then the yolk runs into the curry, and then you mm. just sop it up with naan, and it's just with ginger, <laughs> and oh my god, it's just so good. 
You should have brought some. <laughs> I, know. I know the way you described it. I know. I, 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 I working know. food. Yeah. <laughs> Nine Friday, I'm gonna go curry my sign me uh, up. Where, where it at? It's so good. It is Give so it good. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so um what do you guys think Detroit's music scene does for the city? Oh my god. Preserves culture. Oh mm. that's what it does. I like that one. You know what? I'm not from Detroit. Okay. I'm originally from California. Okay. And I came through here via Flint, which I was there for 16 years. But when I got to Detroit, the reason why I moved to Detroit, because I knew my journey had to continue in Detroit. You moved here because I said I wasn't going to move to Flint. Well, that's one reason. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew Detroit. Flint town? Yeah. Love Flint. It's just a block. I I love love Flint. (laughs) Them golden arches. You know what? Yeah. I love it. Um, but I knew that Detroit would have what I needed to um, pursue right. what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And when I got here, I had no idea the amount of support mm-hmm. from um, fellow musicians and artists. I had no idea it was like that. So I'm meeting right. all these wonderful yeah. people, you know, that are just super talented. I mean, here in Ship and Cole, you have... Um, um, Trey Priest coming through. You have Sophia. Sophia E. And they are just two of many phenomenal artists in Detroit. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and knowing the jazz history of Detroit, of Detroit is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I'm always learning something new about Detroit. So I've been here for f- um, how long? I've been five, in Detroit. Years. five years. So I'm just loving it. You know, I, I can't see myself being anywhere else right now. Uh, I'm from California, but it's oversaturated with, you know, the things that, you know, you know, about the housing and cost of living. I mean, you can do everything here in Detroit, what you want to do, you know, use it for a base. Yes. But you can do everything you want to do here, what they used to be able to do in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. artists. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's that support system. Yeah. Like it's not about ego with the artists that we know it's everyone's putting up each other. Yeah. You know, like if you're going on tour, it's like, you know what? I'm going to take this band with me too, or I'm going to take these artists with me too. or I'm going to connect these artists with other people Mm -hmm. that I know or other venues that I know. And I feel like that's, that's something special. When we have people who visit Detroit and they meet, meet all these artists, they're like, Hey, we don't, we don't have that. They think about moving to Detroit. It's a personality. It is. We have, we have artists coming from a good, I mean, well-known artists coming from different countries. When we um, when we when they come here, some of them come to our house. You know, if we know them, because sometimes we do shows like that. They're thinking about coming to Detroit and moving to Detroit. That's amazing. You know, I I hear um, a lot of times too, uh, just because every once in a while, you know, I I still don't own a car. I just uh, borrow Megan's. Uh, so initially, <laughs> I just drive that around. But when I'm in an Uber, a lot of them are telling me like, "Yo." There's so many people moving here. Yeah. You know, they're just not changing their address. They're just yeah. living in these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's true. Like, no one's moving here. They're like, no, trust me. Trust me. They are. It's going yeah. down. They are. You know, so Detroit's music scene, I, it, it, I love hearing that. And I have witnessed it. I think Detroit mm-hmm. in general, there's like this camaraderie ship, like, yo, it's hard here. Mm-hmm. Let's help each other That's out. That's it. You know, uh, but mm-hmm. that doesn't take away from the things that still happen. You know, many schools, that are running into budget shortages, yeah. cut their out. music program. Yep. Yep. And despite the cuts, people still figure out ways to grow and create new yes. sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about, uh, you know, the schools for music? I know there's like a, a school of, of rock or something mm-hmm. in Royal Oak mm-hmm. and, uh, 
There's the Detroit Institute of Music Education, um, a Mosaic Youth Theater, mm-hmm. uh, which I happened to work for um, back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, a lot of just uh, privatization towards right. uh, uh, continuing education with music. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's unfortunate that programs are being cut from schools. I'm in um, education myself. I'm, an, I'm a teacher. I teach Arabic. But studies show that kids who study music from a young age, they are so much more intelligent. They have more social skills. They're more able to function. They're, they're able to focus better. They're able to memorize better at things. They're able to have critical thinking skills. Like all of these different skills that you can get through music like you're not going to be able to get that from your other subjects. Absolutely. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. And all kids should have that that resource available to them. It shouldn't be that oh, I have to have $1000 or I have to have this much money a week to be able to get programming like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing I would like to uh, mention that these schools that you mentioned um I would say that we probably need not only um, music in schools, but something that that um, connects with the people that you're teaching. So we can't separate the um, historical content from the music that we're studying. Mm. And mm. that's one of the things that could be missing um, in any schools, you know, like what we just talked about, the historical contents of it. It just it come out of nowhere. I like that though. That's yeah. a good, yeah. That's like a, that's, I never really thought about it. Like yeah, the history, it, it, really, yeah, it yeah. didn't make people actually listen to the music that was right. going on yeah. during that time. Right. There's a professor, yeah. Professor Wright, uh, he's a professor Wright at um, U of M Flint, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> white guy. And the reason why I say white guy, because he was teaching just the um, history of jazz and rock. I took, buff, I took rock, it was so good, I took the jazz class. But he was, Giving the black experience with the um, the origins of the music we listen to today, he said, "You have to know the history of these people in order to understand where we are today." Mm-hmm. And not only is he a phenomenal musician and uh, instructor, um, he just gives at a firsthand accounts like when this band came to um, Detroit, he was there, so he was there actually actually listen to the music um like like the Beatles or you know a lot of other bands like Funk and Death. He said he was there at every basically every concert. He said, I don't know how I remember because you know he was probably doing some stuff. <laughs> but um the the historical content context of the music should be emphasized. Um because right now it's becoming more um wanting to push out rock stars. That's not what it should be about. Because a musician should be, an artist should be about, he should be the interpreter of the society in which he lives, right. not not just be a rock star. Mm-hmm. And that's probably reason, one reason why hip-hop has gone worldwide, because it relates to people in different lands. It, it relates to the oppressor. The struggle. You know, right. the struggle. So Everybody knows that struggle. Everyone <laughs> knows that struggle, you know. But, uh, but it's not, we shouldn't think of it. And I hope they don't emphasize more of we need to push out rock stars than we need to push out people with consciousness, you know, who care about their who people. care about their people, you know, no matter where you're from. Right. Okay. So, question with like the different ways the world is connected today. You got social media. You got YouTube. You got all these different avenues that somebody from 
Japan can listen mm-hmm. to hip hop here. Right. So how do you guys feel about that type of stuff where that you might have somebody who will listen to music from mm. a specific culture and then kind of appropriate it mm. and more so and not even necessarily just trying to make money, but they right. just love the music and they right. want to participate it. Right. What type of homage or do you feel like they own yeah. anything to the original is there culture of the music? I think, yeah. I think the is people... Do you feel like they're somewhat responsible I for think anything? the people who... Uh, like my friends, I have a friend in fr- 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 from France. Yeah. From France. And I said, um, what kind of music you guys listen to coming up? He said, uh, in his French accents, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit you with that rap. <laughs> Drill rap. <laughs> he said, uh, you know, we listen to um, like NWA. I said, wait a minute. I said, you listen to NWA? He said, yes, because they were talking about things we were going through. He's he's uh, French Algerian. Mm. So uh, he lives like in, in the ghettos of France. Okay. So he was saying that they understand what the black Americans were saying. Mm. Is there one thing? I don't think black Americans understand the gravity of what the influ- influence they have in the world. Yeah. You know, it's a large yeah. it's, it's a big influence. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, we were looking towards the black Americans to express what we were feeling mm. and hip hop <clears throat> was the best ways of doing that. Mm. So, and actually they're giving a homage to hip hop sometimes more than hip hop artists here are doing, yeah. you know, mm. because hip hop was, um, um, developed or um, um, brought about by dealing with structures, right. you know, like in, in the Bronx, you know. So what are we going to do? We're not going to fight. We do hip hop. We're going to explain what's happening in our hood. And that's why was one of the reasons why NWA, when they came, they were so popular because mm-hmm. they were saying, hey, Hollywood, I mean, L.A. is not about uh, palm trees and beaches. Mm-hmm. You know? Not for us, at least. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you, when you say L.A., you get this, like, this amazing, this amazing, look. but I can image, believe it though. Because you know? when I went into LA, you see the mountains. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you just yeah. Look around. yeah. You see all of that. Hey, I'm yeah. from yeah. I'm from the yeah. uh, North Bay, and that's all you you see. The mountains on the side, and, is, and the ocean gorgeous. on and the bay on this side. It was like, oh my god, I actually moved from this place. <laughs> 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 I feel it. I feel Straight it. to yeah. Yeah. I would say though, it depends on who is using that music yeah. and what are they using it for yeah. and like are you paying homage or not you gotta pay homage you know like yeah. is, it, is it for the love or are you just trying to use it are you, yeah, yeah like yeah. are you just yeah. trying to use it? are you just trying to be cool yeah but you're, you're not down with like yeah actual and, issues and I've, I've had conversations with about this with uh, other artists about that um, that you know some people they want to say they're from Detroit but they're really from suburbs and they never really performed in Detroit I'm like hey man you really need to come to Detroit and just show your skill and don't mm-hmm. you know don't claim Detroit when you are in a different state and you can say mm-hmm. you're from Detroit but you're really mm-hmm. not but like yeah. you're just in the studio yeah, yeah. you're just in the studio so but we yeah. I mean we know some people who are from the suburbs and then they come to Detroit at you know rap battles and they'll they'll win yeah but it's just like can you show that you have skill a but b what are you using it for yeah mm-hmm. and it can you give do you know the history because you know we know artists I don't want to mention her name ran into some trouble when she said something about hip hop and then uh, uh, Q-Tip had to school her, you know, saying you have to be aware of the history of hip hop before you criticize it. You have to. You have to, you know, you have to give homage, you know, because these people, they weren't just 
hip hop artists, you know, they were organizers, you know, African Babata, you know, they were intelligent. They were, um, they were people seeking knowledge, you know, they were trying to uplift people. There's movers and shakers in the community. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Yeah. And you, you're absolutely right. You know, the, the realm of influence, uh, for the culture and, and just what that culture touches is huge. You know, even, um, when I think of, um, just the span of Afro culture, mm-hmm. uh, into Africa, you know, um, the natural hair movement uh, was revived in Africa due to the natural hair mm. movement here in the States. Um, mm. yeah. just, just happened. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> until, until the jury curl came out, they're kind of like, but you know, one brother, one brother from Ethiopia said, uh, we should look at you brothers and uh, with the big afros when we were in Africa we was like yes that's our brother and then when I got here which is the 80s I saw Jerry Curls I was like oh man you know we could skip that part and just worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> skip that whole <laughs> the whole part you know just, <laughs> no. but yeah it's you know the um, the uh, revival of uh, Afrocentric thought um, you know is, is, is some of the things that we try to hold get back you know the things that we lost um at whatever capacity um get it and reinvent it reinvent it um in the way um that fits us you know mm-hmm. and that's 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 the essence of cool right you, you can't um emulate the uh upper cl- or the dominating class so you create your own yeah and that's the that's the um that's where cool comes from it's actually creating your own the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dress, you know. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, before we, um, we uh, go into uh, next week and, uh, and bid you guys adieu, um, I want to ask you one last question. Does your son also cook in addition to play the drums like a madman? <laughs> I wish he could hear that this. Boy, that you boy can cheese make grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. He could do grilled cheese and he could do ramen noodles. Yes, all day. And he can toast some bagels. Yes, in the broiler. Yes, okay. That's about he, it. He's yeah. about to go to college. <laughs> he's he's, he's in his well, first he's year with right us, now. so oh, he's, he's he's reaping the benefits like oh, I am. Okay. Just you know, what's in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> that that he actually about texted <laughs> me when on our way here. Can can you get me some cereal? I was like, no. Man, <laughs> when I was in college, I started eating like that about two to three years straight. Put some hot dogs. In Hello. The and yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Hot <laughs> pockets. Yeah. I was like, eat some real food. Just ramen and hot. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy a whole pack, a whole, the whole box, the whole box pack, and just put in the, just take it yeah. out. Oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, before we close out, any final thoughts? Uh, where can people find out more about your work? Uh, where can they listen to the album? Yeah. Uh, social media. Now is a good time to throw those tags out there. You can listen to us online. We're on Spotify. It's Lou Fuki, L U F U K I, and Divine Providence. And we're also on Instagram, lufuki.divineprovidence. We also have a website, lufuki.org. Where else? That pretty much sums it up. We are yeah. almost, we're on most platforms. We're also on Facebook. Yes. And um, we're pretty active. We gig pretty frequently around the city. So we're usually in Detroit somewhere. And you'll see us at Young Village. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. We're going to bring in a lot of elements. So be prepared to be entertained, enlightened. And right. lift it. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, real quick though, that song, mm. what song was that? Luster. So people are listening. Luster. 
Luster. So luster is uh, you can give it better. It's basically so it's um it's the song about this. It's basically luster is singing to the beloved and someone who's lusting after them and saying, "I know that you're here," and they're sort of like calling you towards them. And so on a surface level, it seems like it's just a very sensual song, but it's like this deeper connection that the divine has with creation that we're always being we're always attracted to something greater than ourselves. And okay. it's like, are we actually following that attraction or not? Okay. Yeah, and it, it harkens back to um, um, Persian Arab poetry, where it's, on the surface is it's erotic, but actually it's a um, it's a symbolism of the of relationship divine of divine love, yeah. of, the, of the creation and the divine. Okay. So, so there's no there's no better way in explaining yeah. that connection other than something we are um um we are connected with right and that's erotic or sex yeah. or something like that's something we can relate to mm. yeah luster luster definitely well when we uh come back in the next uh, couple of weeks we'll be continuing our conversation as food it's always about food and music and art in some way shape or form uh, if you want to give us some suggestions, give us a shout out at Young Village or at Chris Connections or, you know, shoot me a message and we'll just forward it to Chris Connections um, <laughs> and we'll go from there. We'll see you guys on it's the next number. Refrigerator Diaries. Uh, thanks so much, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for having time. us. Thank you very All much. Right.